definitely human. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the International Worldwide Global Biscuit Review Podcast. I'm David Price. And I'm David Knight. And this week, we're reviewing Tim Tam. Putting the famous Tim Tam to the test. The Tim Tam test. The Tim Tam test. Famous in some parts of the world. Yeah. Australia. This is an Australian biscuit. And this is this is as Australian as Foster's beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah. Just, just one other thing. Sharks. Okay. Yeah, okay. Foster's beer and sharks. Yeah, so my knowledge of Australian culture is is lacking, but I'm I'm hoping to learn. Yeah, I'm pre-hopeful. Yes. That we're going to learn all about Australia through eating one of their biscuit brands. Yeah, and do you know much about Australia? No. I'm just looking at your costume. I mm-hmm. thought perhaps you'd done some research and perhaps, you know... Well, I did do Aust- some research. Australia was like one big Amsterdam or something. Amsterdam? Yeah. Not sure what you're driving at here. Is this a joke? No. I uh, I told you you need to like let me know any jokes that you're going to do before we start recording. Uh, there's just no... so that I'm prepared and I can do you know the laughing. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, maybe I'm just confused. Yeah, I mean, I understand your confusion. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Australia, as I said, so I had to do some research. Mm-hmm. But I am dressed as, I would say, an iconic Australian character. Oh, God, this is going to be tough. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. You'll get it when I do the clue. Okay. Um, are you ready? Yeah. That is not the knife. I am the one who wields the knife. Is this Is this Macbeth again? No, it's not Macbeth. Could be like Macbeth, I don't know. Okay, well, like a great leader, a great, great yeah, figure? Yeah, he is, uh, yeah, I would say so, yeah. Okay. A, a great spiritual leader. Uh, it's first thing you think of, Australia. Who's the patron saint of Australia? Dame Adna. Okay, who is the lovable, outdoorsy character who interacts with wild animals all the time? Oh, Steve Irwin. Okay, yeah. Um, what is the most popular Australian movie? Mad Max? I'm Crocodile Dundee. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. I, I don't Dundee. think I've actually seen it. I'm aware of it. You know what he looks like. Uh, like yeah. Like me, like how I'm dressed. Yeah, lots of uh, leather? Lots of leather, exactly. Right, okay. Yeah. Is, is it 
a bit chilly. I guess I guess if he wore that in Australia, it'd be fine because it's warm. Exactly. I know that much about Australia. It's warm. Yeah, it's very warm there. Yeah. I am extremely cold now. Yeah, there's but a lot, if I was in Australia, mm, lots of exposed areas with the leather doesn't cover. It doesn't a huge and, amount. And this is this is pretty true to yeah. how he dresses. Yeah. One thing I'm kind of surprised about Crocodile Dundee comes mm-hmm. from Australia. Yeah, wears leather with a lot of uh, a, a lot of leather. Yeah, ventilation. We'll say probably why there's perhaps not areas. You know, you've got the, the main bits covered, but there's lots of other parts for you which are. Mm-hmm. Exposed, which is probably good as long as you put sun cream on. I find I'm surprised it's the black, the black leather, which surprises me. Do you think that would be hot in the sun? Yeah, it was mostly black leather in the store. Leather Daddies was the name of the place, so I knew I was in safe hands. Yes, mm-hmm. I think the store was actually some kind of hunting store. Like okay. a lot of what they had there looked like it was for trapping animals. In what sense? Well, I don't know. I guess in like a hunter-trapper sense, which is very Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing he would do. Oh, that kind of, I guess that kind of explains the, the sort of change you got as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, okay. I'm pretty happy with this costume. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty good. Apart from, yeah, it is pretty cold in here. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Apart from that. Yeah. I think I've nailed it this time. Yeah, I think I think you have as well. Cool. Well, um, shall I share my costume? Yeah. Okay, great. It looks similar to last time. Um, well, you probably can't see the subtle difference because it's actually under the, the costume on my back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right drawn like a, a red grid on my back with pen like a noughts and crosses kind of grid right yeah i'll try and give you some clues so yes i'm a, I'm a holy man mm-hmm. of the of the uh christian faith dead this is not narrowing it no. down at all a dead holy man i suppose there's quite a few of those on there of okay yeah. all right well i'll just i'll just say it so with the brown robes and the little the little belt and the very humble sandals mm-hmm. i'm saint lawrence who's saint lawrence I'm glad you asked, David. I'm very glad you asked. I'm sure our listeners are glad as well. St. Lawrence, born December 31st, 225 AD, uh, died uh, 10th of August, 258 AD in Rome, I believe. Mm-hmm. He was actually in charge of, of the early Catholic Church's wealth in Rome and kind of their assets and what have you. There was a Roman emperor at the time, uh, Valerian, who uh, was not so, not so hot on the Catholic Church, and mm-hmm. he actually ordered all the bishops, deacons, and priests to be immediately executed. Oh, no. Yeah, which is... Pretty bad for your career. And the prefect of Rome went to, to uh, Lawrence. He wasn't a saint at the time, just regular old uh, Lawrence. Okay. And he said, all right, hand over all the wealth of the church. And Lawrence was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'm the manager. You've come to the right guy. You didn't go to one of the, you know, subordinates because they would have fucked it up. So glad you came straight to me. Just give me like two, three days. Got to go in the back room, dig it all out. We'll get this square. No, no problem at all. I'm here to help. So he spent the next three days giving it away, actually, to the port of Rome. Oh. Yeah, the old bait and switch. Yeah. A few days later, the prefect comes back, uh, where's the wealth? And Lawrence is like, psych, I gave all the gold and stuff away. And he's like, well, this isn't very good. This mm-hmm. isn't good for our relationship. And he said, but it's okay, because I've also brought the wealth of the church with me. All the poor people who are here with me, they're the real wealth of the church. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And the prefect was like, I absolutely disagree with you. And you're going to be executed. <laughs> so it didn't quite work out. No, no, exactly. it didn't. No, it was a good idea. Yeah, it was it kind was, of. It was clever. It was clever. It was a clever idea. Yeah, it was kind of funny, not in a funny ha ha way. No, yeah, it was sort of funny like, in a guardian way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Funny in a guardian way. So yeah, so that was um, Saint Lawrence. And why have you dressed as him? I'm glad you asked that, David, yeah. because he is the patron saint of barbecues. <laughs>
Uh, he's also the patron saint of cooks and brewers and comedians mm-hmm. and uh, back pain and fire. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, he's covering a lot of bases there. Do you want to know why he's the patron saint of these things? <laughs> this is a fun story. Because the prefect was quite disappointed with his performance of gathering up the wealth. Sure. He got a huge gridiron, put a load of hot coals under mm. it, and then put St. Lawrence on top of the gridiron like a big barbecue. Oh. But he wasn't the patron saint of comedians for no reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because while he's there on it, on this giant barbecue, he's reportedly said, I'm well done on this side. Turn me over. <laughs> Some scholars think it's more likely they just immediately chopped his head off. But um, let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story. The idea of them kind of setting up a giant barbecue for cooking mm. people on, it's a bit silly. Well, it was kind of the, it was olden times. You know, they didn't have phones, they didn't have TV. I guess I would like to believe that the story is true. Me too, exactly. And again, and what? That, and that's what faith is about, right? Yeah, and truth, really. If you want to believe it's true, then it's true. Great. Well, I mean, that's... A perfect costume. I've got no notes. I mean, the Australian thing is there because uh, barbecues, obviously. Exactly. And it's connected to you because back pain, which (laughs) I assume you must suffer from terribly in your old age. Yeah. Also, you know, uh, still on the spiritual journey as well. Remember from from the other episodes. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You probably get in the vibe that, you know, a lot of inner peace, a lot of tranquility. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just being being authentic. Being authentic. I mean, I'm, yeah. And and I'm I'm the same. Yeah. I I think we're both in a really good place in this episode. Me too. I think we're we're aligned well. You're on a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of embodying a spiritual character. Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of connection with Crocodile Dundee as well. He's mm-hmm. this kind of endearing, simple man, mm-hmm. laid back. Much much like you. Like myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um I could probably kill a crocodile. You reckon? If I had to. If you had to. If I had Kevin. to. Obviously okay. I'm not I'm not advocating okay. crococide. <laughs> if I had to, I could I could. Okay. I, I absolutely could. I think this is all aligning well because you're keeping it real. I'm keeping it real, being very authentic. Yeah. And Australians are known for being pretty authentic, laid-back people too. I think it's probably because Australia is the flattest and oldest inhabited continent. Wow. Yeah. That's keeping it real. Is that the first of many facts we can expect throughout the episode? That's the only Australia fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it was a good one. It was, wasn't it? It was a good way to start the show. Exactly. Yeah, you can use that at a party. You could be like, hey, guess what the um, oldest and flattest... Uh, in- what? Yeah, excuse me. Are you simulating a party? Yeah, just to help you out. Okay. All right. So, sorry. What, what mate? I, I said... What'd you say? <laughs> guess, guess, guess what the oh, oldest, no, oldest and oh, flattest... Oh, sorry, you're still talking. Yeah, sorry, I said, I said, can, can you guess what the oldest, fattest, flattest inhabited continent is? No, I don't have any, mate. Because a lot of people think it's Antarctica, but it's not inhabited, so they'd be wrong to say that. And that's great. That's a great way to break the ice. No pun intended. <laughs> that was a good laugh. I've got to say, I think this is the first time, at least in this season, where mm. I'm just feeling really positive vibes straight from the get-go. Me too. I'm... I realized something. This is actually the first biscuit since I don't know when where I'm actually looking forward to it as yeah, well. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, guess what, listeners? 
I actually don't look forward to reviewing pretty much most of the biscuits. I mean, I don't think you need to tell the listeners that. I think it's pretty obvious. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm generally enthused and excited about Tim Tam. I think partly because they have such a huge reputation among Australians. They're kind of fanatical about them. Yeah, they're very um, aggressively positive about the Tim Tam, mm. aren't they? Yeah, it was just on the aggressive, I think, as well. Mm. well. Let's just get into the description because I think there's one thing that we, we have to address early on which is a similarity to another popular confectionery snack. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll describe yeah. it because maybe, maybe people aren't aware. So see if, see if you can guess at home. Maybe you can play, play with your friends. Yeah. Write down um, perhaps as we're talking what biscuit you think this is, is similar to and then you know, see if the answer's right. Yeah, and if you do know, if you already know, you have to have known that we would address this, right? Exactly, yeah. It's a huge part of the conversation about this biscuit. Yeah. And I say if you don't know, don't cheat by calling 999 <laughs> and asking them if they know, okay? Because that's cheating. All right, that's not on. That's not what 999 is for. Or perhaps, um, I guess, in Australia, because it's upside down, 666 maybe. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. yeah. Kicking off, then, the packet. Very brown. Mm-hmm. Not in an unpleasant way. It's kind of a, a deep, luxurious brown. Yeah, it's supposed to evoke chocolate. Which which it is. I'm getting chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, got a picture of the Tin Tam split in half. Got the logo for the company Arnott's, which has a, a parrot. It's not the first animal I think of when I think of Australia. No. Like, again, shark maybe? Or crocodiles. Oh, yeah, actually, even even better, crocodiles. It has a, a health star rating out of five. Can you, can you guess what it got out of five? Uh, five? Um, no, lower than that. 4.5? No. Four? No. 3.5? No. 3? No. 2.5? No. 2? Oh, no. 1.5? No, close. 2? Already <laughs> Already did that one. Uh 1? No. What? Surprisingly, no. I know what you're thinking, that's all the numbers, right? Yeah, that, that was all the numbers. No. 0.5 out of 5. <laughs> I don't know whether you can get a nor. I don't know what this nonsense system is. It's <laughs> does that tell you that sounds like marketing these are really bad for you only tough boys eat these <laughs> yeah possibly uh, only re- real men like crocodile dundee like, crocodile, like me yeah and crocodile dundee yeah and uh it says original made with irresistible real chocolate mm. yeah my emphasis on the real but they did they did put the word and then the top left corner something kind of curious there is no substitute hmm. Hmm. <laughs> i think that i think you might have a few people disagree with that okay so we're going to open it up, we'll describe the biscuit, and then, uh, yeah, see if you can guess what biscuit it sounds very similar to. This is exciting, isn't it? I'm, I'm, wow. I'm excited for the people at home who don't know. The people at home who don't know what biscuit this biscuit is kind of like. Yeah, wow. Imagine being in their shoes right now. Lucky, 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 lucky bastards. Oh. I don't know why. I, I guess I kind of expected them to be in individual wrappers. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'd say that would be kind of a more premium way to go if you wrap them individually. These are all in a plastic tray, divided, which is good because it won't melt. Big problem in Australia, I imagine, yeah. because uh, it's, it's hot. One of, the, one of the facts I do know about Australia is it's hot. It is hot there, yeah. So to describe it, mm-hmm. it's rectangular, it's covered in chocolate, and from looking at the packet, I can tell it's two chocolate biscuits with like a chocolate cream center, a chocolate all around it in a rectangular bar form. Mm. It's a fucking penguin bar. It's a penguin bar. But I guess it probably makes sense because Australia is basically kind of knock off Britain, isn't it, in a way? Okay. 
<laughs> maybe it's about improving on existing okay. concepts. That makes sense. So maybe Australia's improved on, on Britain. Like They mm. have better weather. They're generally better at sports than Britain. And they've got the Tim Tam instead of the Penguin. The Tim Tam, which, yeah, maybe it's better. I guess we'll find out. I think there's something to be said for creating authenticity mm -hmm. creating your authentic self all right well let's 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 give it a try hmm. first impressions pretty rich it is exceedingly rich and chocolatey mm. and crunchy and crunchy yeah crunchy than i was expecting maybe they've really gone for it on the cream as well it's a dense layer of creme which i appreciate yeah i would say it's nice chocolate it's not like that terrible chocolate you sometimes get in america well, I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing fingers. Well, I am. Every American biscuit we've reviewed, which has had chocolate in it, has been bad. The previous biscuits that we've reviewed mm -hmm. in this season, we've talked about how they had this problem with lingering in the mm -hmm. mouth. Mm -hmm. I do not have this problem with this biscuit. It's this weird combination of extremely dense and chocolatey and creamy, but then also kind of light. At least for me, it did not outstay its welcome. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right, actually. I think quite often with the rich biscuits, they can just, you know, spread it around your mouth, sticks mm -hmm. around. Don't really want that sometimes. But this is like full on, big show, chocolate, 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 gone. Yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. I think it's probably better than Penguin Bar. It's hard to say because I haven't had a Penguin Bar for many a year. I don't remember the last time I had a Penguin Bar either. Mm. Probably not since I was a child, but I feel fairly confident in saying this is definitely better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I think probably, yeah, my last experience would probably be at least 40, 50 years ago. Okay. And this is, yeah, I'd say this is this is better than my memories of that. Mm. I'd say maybe there is no substitute, perhaps just a pale imitation. Ready to score it? It's simple. It's fun. It doesn't outstay its welcome. It doesn't ask too much of you. I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Fun. I wouldn't use the word fun for this. Really? No. It's so rich. It's almost kind of mature. It's almost like, you know, growing up. And obviously you can't be fun if you're old. Okay. There's perhaps some parochial affinity to penguin bars, which makes you want to be a bit defensive. Actually, a bit, no, actually makes you want to be a bit aggressive towards it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to take your hat off and say, fair dinkum, mate. Mm -hmm. That's a good bloody biscuit. Um, I can't do accents, okay? It's, it's oh, something... Oh, you're doing an accent? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's something which does pay me the fact that I'm so bad at accents, all accents. So moving on to my score, um, mm. I feel a bit boring giving this score, but I think I'm, I'm going to have to, to match you, Mike. Okay. Give, give, it, give it a four as well. Yeah. I think what's held, held me back, because really, that's very tasty, I really enjoyed it. I think what's held me back a bit is that it's perhaps a little too good. <laughs> What? Yeah, I think like for, for a biscuit, this was just a bit too much like a... It was almost like chocolate bar. It was so chocolatey, the chocolate cream filling. I mean, you know, we'll get onto the biscuit-tiness a bit later, but I wasn't getting so much of the biscuit, I was getting a lot more of the chocolate. Are you sure this isn't old you? Old, miserable downer David, insisting that a biscuit isn't really a biscuit unless it doesn't taste very nice. Yeah, maybe. It's a bit, you yeah, deserve it's nice things. Kind of, yeah, I know, mate. I know, I'll be there. Being welcomed into the kingdom of heaven, chorus of angels singing, welcome, it's nice weather, it's kind of a nice, you know, 26 degrees centigrade, mm -hmm. perfect for me. Lovely light everywhere, everyone's very nice and welcoming and polite. And then I'm like, oh, um, where are the bathrooms? And they're like, <laughs> oh, they're, they're over there, they're downstairs. Mm -hmm. And then they're okay, great, I'll go down there, go downstairs to the bathroom. And there's just like one bathroom store and i'm there waiting I'm like you thought they put some more toilets in heaven i guess i'm surprised they have toilets in heaven <laughs> what are you think do you think you'd still need to do do the business <laughs> in, the, in heaven 
when you're dead? Your heavenly excretions. <laughs> um, I think it's probably an ecumenical matter. We'll probably have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we don't want to get into that here. Oh, you, you okay there? Yeah, sorry, it's just chafing a bit. Oh yeah, okay. I don't so, know how he does it. Like, perhaps you just get used to it after a while. Maybe he's got a lot of calluses. I guess where those like steel rings, which are holding the various leather straps mm-hmm. together, they'd probably yeah. like blister you a bit. I suppose. Yeah, perhaps. I guess it kind of toughens you up. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, yeah. Australia's got yeah got they have a reputation for being rugged, don't they? They do. That's yeah. probably where it comes from. Wearing all the leather mm-hmm. and the metal. I'd like to see a crocodile try and take a bite out of me <laughs> with skin this thick. Yeah, yeah. God, I'd, I'd like to see that too. <laughs> I would yeah, definitely like yeah, to see it. Yeah. That I'd tell you what, I'd show him what for as well. I'd give him a piece of my mind. Would you? Would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd, sort, I'd sort him out. Maybe smack him right on, like, the, on the nose. You oh, better believe God. it. Yeah, yeah stay I, away from when I'm, yeah. you know, like uh, like Crocodile Dundee. I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a man. Man's man. I'm a manly man. I'm a man's man. I'm a manly man. Man, man's man, 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 man. Man of men. Men of man. I'm a man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so first round, uh, scores on the doors, fours all round. Really high, yeah, really high. And time, yeah. I'm, I was expecting good things, yeah, and I got exactly what I expected. Yeah, so God, couldn't have asked for a better result. That might be a first for the show and possibly ever that we were looking forward to something and the thing turned out to be good. This is so right for this new journey that we're on of pre hope. Yeah, maybe, maybe Australia, perhaps. I was wrong about the Falkland Islands. Maybe the Falkland Islands aren't the land of pre-hope. Maybe Australia is the land of pre-hope, yes. you know? Yeah. It's like new beginnings, new possibilities. That's the Australian dream. Exactly, yeah. Except for the people who are there indigenously, in which case it's probably a bit more of a nightmare. Yeah. Hey, you know, crack open a, um, a tinny. Um, yeah, and, that's uh, good. That's, yeah, that's, have good. A, that's what they say, isn't uh, it? Slap a few shrimps on the barbie, mate. That's the thing about Australians is when you do that phrase about the shrimp on the barbie, they mm. love it. Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, they, yeah. I, I can, I can imagine we're probably going to get a lot of really positive correspondence from from this episode. Well, before we get into the next round with uh, texture and dunkability, a little bit of background on the Tim Tam first. Excellent. The never is... tedious biscuit no, history. No. This is okay. always my favorite bit. Um, so the Tim Tam, um, not Tim Tams, Tim Tam, no S, singular, introduced in 1964, which is 59 years ago. The biscuit was created by Ian Norris. During 1958, he took a world trip to look for inspiration for new products. What a great job. What a nice yeah. job that is, eh? Yeah. So open-minded and curious. While he was traveling in Britain on his uh, little uh, world tour, he found the penguin biscuit. Okay. And decided to, quote, make a better one. <laughs> Brilliant. Did it? Yeah. He had a goal. He set out to achieve that goal and he succeeded. This, this is the Australian dream. It's the Australian dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fair play. He did a, a brilliant job. You know, um, some might sneer that, you know, it's, oh, well, he's just ripped off a penguin. No, he hasn't. He's made it far, far better. He's improved upon pre existing ideas mm. he's looked at the old ways and he said no yeah i'm gonna create something that is authentically me mm-hmm. using the base ingredients yeah of what has come before which i guess we're both doing in a way as well um me more so probably so i've taken saint lawrence's his his wit and his humor and his bravery as well i've taken saint joseph's self-belief and you know perseverance and i've taken Matt hancock's um uh love of parkour yeah and synthesize those to make it to make a new me and a better me my journey has been more about trying to 
find myself through the prism of others, mm. which is very Australian. Yes. With this particular costume that I'm wearing now, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I suppose, get at who I am in my heart, mm. this rugged man of the wilderness, you know, this kind of this brave, manly man, you know, who's laid back and charming, but he's, he's tough as well. Yeah. At the same time. Don't mess you know, with him. And he'll give you a piece of his mind. Yeah. It's not all good day, mate. Sometimes it's good night, fellow. Good night, fellow. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you've got to say, got to say that. Sometimes you have to say that instead. And, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's not necessarily politically correct. No. Yeah. You know? God. Yeah. Not, you're not afraid to put a nose out of joint in the big city, you know, with a, with a metropolitan ways. You come along. Crocodile Dundee. Exactly. Going to be raising a few eyebrows. Because I'm true to myself and I'm authentic. Yeah. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. And I'm not trying to please people. No. And some people say, you know, it makes you a bit of an asshole. Some people say that. But hey. Um, if you can't handle me at my worst, you, you don't deserve me at my best, which I believe is a, a line from Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, kind of in terms of the, the Tim Tam taking influence from the Penguin, mm -hmm. us taking influence from our, our various uh, sources of inspiration, it kind of it speaks to that idea that there's nothing new under the sun. And do you know what they got a lot of in Australia? The sun. Exactly. Tim Tam went on the market in 1964. Uh, they were named by uh, Ross Arnott. Um, what a coincidence. It, the company's oh. called Arnott's. And yes, Is that a coincidence? Ross Arnott. Um, I don't have any further information, so we'll have to assume it is. We'll have to assume, yeah. Yeah. And he attended the 1958 Kentucky Derby and decided that the name of the winning horse, Tim Tam, was perfect for a planned new line of biscuits. Ah, so it's named after a horse. Yeah. Like a biscuit we've reviewed in the past. The Ginger Nut. Actually, I don't know if that was named after a horse, but I did dress up as a horse exactly. for that one. Yeah, you so. did, yeah. Um, I'm not sure old uh, Ross's story checks out, though, exactly. Oh, okay. Is it a case that he came back to work and was like, guys, great news, perfect name for the biscuit, Tim Tam, where'd you get that from? Well, I went to America and I was with the Kentucky Derby and I saw the winning horse. Mm -hmm. Scenario one. Scenario two. Um, yeah, hi, Ross. Uh, can, can I have a word? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, your expense report this month uh, is, is $2,000 dues. You went to America. Two thousand. Two thousand. What? Sorry. Uh, dollar dues. That's oh, okay. the currency. And you spent two thousand dollar dues in America and <laughs> significant expenses at the Kentucky uh, Derby. Mm -hmm. Can you explain this? We're a biscuit company, Ross. Why would you spend all this money at a, at a horse track? And Ross is there. Cogs are turning. Cogs mm -hmm. are turning. Oh, I was getting inspiration from, for, for our new mm -hmm. line biscuits that uh, old uh, Ian boy's been working on. And what inspiration did you get from the from the horse track? Got the name. What? Uh, uh, Tim Tam, and he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, that's you a little ripper." That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, you know, those are the two scenarios. But again, it comes back to what you were saying before about what's the better story? Exactly, what's the better you know, story? It's about creating a mythology, yeah. You know, just like Crocodile Dundee, who's this kind of mythological Australian outback man, yeah, but still authentic with it. He's authentic, yeah, but he was created to be a kind of a, a mythic. Australian hero, right? Yeah. But in an authentic way. Yeah. I kind of feel like maybe I should put a jacket on or something. I'm pretty You're cold. You're getting pretty cold. Yeah. I'm surprised. So it might be a bit kind of sweaty as well because, like, the leather looks quite tight. It, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what, like, I specifically asked for large. Well, this is probably one of those things, if you live in the environment, it probably makes sense where you've got the... The tightness of the trousers probably protects you from snakes because it's so tight. You're not going to get a snake get up your trousers. That's a good point. But then you've got the ventilation because there's, like I said, you know, you kind of lots of uh, areas of flesh left exposed. It did take that whole kind of hunter-trapper thing, yeah. like, very seriously. Like, even the um, the sizes, like mm. I said, like, I went for large. But they had it in animals. Mm -hmm. So I actually uh, asked for the bear. <laughs> 
But yeah, now I'm feeling like, <laughs> yes, I am sweating, but I have a kind of a cold sweat because it's so cold. Again, if mm. I was in Australia, this wouldn't be a problem. Mm. I hope you appreciate my commitment to, to yeah. the show because you're looking very cozy over there. I'm feeling pr- pretty cozy. Um, I just the the kind of the the, the neck piece, the, the leather bit you got around yeah. around the neck. Um, that that's not keeping you warm. No, if anything, it's just making it difficult to swallow. Oh, really? I guess in, if you're in Australia, though, yeah, very important to have that because you could be there having a little a little snooze in the outback. Fucking spider jumps up on your neck. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, fuck, I can't bite him. Why? Because he's got this big leather collar on. Do they go for the neck? Are they like like vampires? In Australia, I think they are, yeah. yeah. Okay, so just a few more bits of uh, Tim Tam. This is more recent history now. Okay. Um, so yeah, in 2004, they introduced the Kahlua and Tia Maria flavored versions. Um, this caused controversy as uh, critics said it could normalize the taste of alcohol for young children Tim Tan's spokesman uh, responded uh, by observing that a customer would quote need to consume your body weight of biscuits every hour to reach a blood alcohol content of 0.05 and I respect that as a response Mm. not like a oh yeah we we care about you know children we're gonna put some money into some anti you know alcohol campaigns like don't be a fucking idiot, okay? <laughs> it's a biscuit with a slightly, you know, yeah. kind of alcohol taste. This isn't going to change anyone's world. I don't think any kids are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go get a bottle of Kahlua. I'm going to go drink some coffee liqueur. <laughs> yeah. In 2011, they launched a cheese-flavored version um, for the Indonesian market. So it hasn't all been uphill. We've made some mistakes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's done very well in Indonesia. Cheese? Well, it, just, it raises a lot of questions about the Indonesian biscuit market. So I think we'll have to address that at some stage. Is this a common thing? Are they mixing, you know, sweet and savory in such an outrageous way? I mean, it's fun that they're kind of coming up with these wacky new flavors, I suppose. Yeah. Because, you know, like a British biscuit brand would just be like, oh, we'll do like dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Yeah. Maybe we'll put some really disgusting like caramel in there. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. No, they're, they're kind of, they're pushing boundaries, you yeah. know, which, which, which again speaks to that whole idea of iterating, you know, just building on what's gone before. So this is another uh, random fact. Uh, in 1994, a pre-famed Kate Blanchett was cast in an advert as a woman who asked for a packet of Tim Tams that never runs out. So wait, so who did she ask for the, these magical biscuits? It doesn't. It didn't really say, just the ether. Oh no, a genie, sorry. Um, <laughs> a genie? <laughs> a genie, yeah. So um, yeah, we're now on to the texture and dunkability round. Mm-hmm. So David, please take another Tim Tam. With pleasure. And he means it too. Authentic. I do. Authentically yeah. said that. Authentically me. And uh, we've got some authentic tea. Authentic tea. Authentic British tea with uh, authentic oat milk. So we're going to have another little uh, munch on this to mm-hmm. uh, judge the texture. But wait, David. What? what? We need to eat this in a special way. Do we? So we're going to do, right? Buy off one corner mm-hmm. and then you bite off the opposing corner, okay? It's got this smoothness when you initially mm-hmm. bite into it because it's got that thick coating of chocolate mm-hmm. wrapped all around it but inside it's not just crunchy it's almost crispy yeah it's not a crunch like a snap it's, it's like a crumbly crispy kind of texture mm. to the biscuit it feels like it's quite a refined biscuit a lot of thoughts gone into the texture of the biscuit i mean i don't know i'm not sure if i'm if i'm coming with you with the refined thing no i understand what you what you're saying because mm. i think the final product mm-hmm. is just so good yeah mm-hmm. for, especially from like a texture point of view it, it's ticking all of my boxes yeah but the sense that i get is that it's almost i don't want to say accidental because that diminishes the work that's gone into it mm-hmm. but it has a kind of a natural talent 
mm-hmm. that I think is what we're seeing here. Okay. It's a natural talent for being good. Right, okay. Is it like something it's not really worked at? It was just like born with this? Yeah. It's just like we they like they made a biscuit and they're like, yep, that's just great. Yeah. Yeah, it just happens to be to be yeah. really good. I mean, maybe it, there is an element of accident mm. about it, but like the combination of the smoothness, which creates one kind of texture experience mm-hmm. with the crispness yeah. of the biscuit, which is another kind of texture experience. And then they just both come together mm-hmm. and they both work. They yeah, don't cancel yeah. each other out. They yeah. both work together. It's serendipity. And there's still something about the smoothness of it, which I'm still wrestling with a little bit. Okay. I'm enjoying it. That is the cream, the cram filling, right. which I'm enjoying. It's mm. very tasty, but there's quite a lot of it relative to the biscuit. So like once the biscuit crumbles, you've got a mouth of just like kind of a creamy chocolate. I need a bit more texture, I think, perhaps. Okay. See, I wonder if that is what's contributing to this idea that the biscuit disappears in your mouth. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. crunch is gone, but then there's there's still something. Yeah. It's kind of like the echoes linger. That's a polite way. I think another way to say that is just... Uh, Dare I say, a bit forgettable, maybe. Doesn't even impact, doesn't even mark, maybe. I don't know, I don't know. You could, if you were feeling particularly ungenerous, I I can see how you could make that argument. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps it's just a bit negative, is it? Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on it, because you're entitled to your opinion. And you speak your mind, you speak your truth, and I love that about you. Yeah, thanks, man, thanks, man. Um, I love it about you, too, where you speak your mind, speak your truth, you're authentic. That's who we are, we're authentic, and, you know, not everyone is going to like what we say, Tough luck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we tell it how it is. Yeah, perhaps I'm just being a, a negative Ned Kelly, you could say. Right. Yeah. Good reference there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, well, I was doing my judgment for, for now because we have to dunk it. Yeah. So let's get on. And... Hold up. Okay. Well, there's no regular dunking, okay? You see, the Tim Tam is famous, apparently, for something called the Tim Tam Slam. Right. Okay. And this is, are you going to... Uh, play another TikTok video or something. No, thank Christ, no. Thank Christ, no. Um, so no, Tim Tam Slam, also known as Tim Tam Shotgun, the Tim Tam Bomb, Tim Tam Explosion. Okay, Tim this, Tam... this all sounds far too violent. Let, let me finish. This is very innocent. Uh, Tim Tam Bong and Tim Tam Suck. <laughs> My mistake. Obviously, I spoke too soon. The Tim Tam Slam um, is the practice of drinking a hot beverage through a Tim Tam. You drink the beverage through the biscuit. They're on dangerous grounds here because as far as I know, there aren't other biscuits or other snacks you do this with. This might be a Tim Tam original. Okay. And it's dangerous to be original. That is a very good point. Tim Tam owes its success to building on what came before. Exactly. Modern Australia does as well in many ways, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You take the best bits, standing on the shoulders of giants or just standing on the shoulders of people who are just, you know, of a moderate hike, you still be a lot higher than them. Exactly. Standing on their shoulders. Yeah. It doesn't need to be giants. So, uh, see, I think they maybe they, they've gone too far with this. Right, because they're standing on nothing. They're on the flattest, oldest ground there is. Mm. Is that good ground for innovation? For brand new thinking? New ideas? Are, are we going to do it this way? Well, are, yeah. we, are, are we going to do the Tim Tam slap? We, we are. Um, I'm a little bit nervous now. I felt I was, I was feeling pretty confident. I felt like I was in safe, safe pair of hands with the Tim Tams. Yeah. But uh, now I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about this. So yeah, so how it works is you put one end of the Tim Tam in the tea, the hot beverage. Yep. And then you just like try and suck it up to the other end, I think. Okay, so not as complicated as you were kind of making it out to seem there. No, it's not the, not necessarily complicated. It's like, who the fuck does this with anything else? Yeah, why you would mean? anyone ever do this? Why would you try and turn a biscuit yeah. into a straw? Yeah. That's a good point. You know? But I mean, you know, that's that's our problem, isn't it? We're asking why. They're saying why not. Yes. Very good. I like that. Mm. Okay. All right then. Let's let's do the the Tim Tam Slam. 
<laughs> okay. Right. Okay. First thing is, technically it works. It does technically work. That's quite something. Uh, listeners, dear yeah. listeners. Okay. The liquid almost immediately comes up the tin tan. So it's basically going through the creme layer. And then within about two seconds, the entire biscuit just sort of turns to liquid almost. Like it has been eaten out from the inside. Yeah. And it's just this kind of mushy mm. shell of a biscuit, mm. which you then eat. And it is, in my opinion, not good. In my opinion... Well, first of all, drinking tea through a Tim Tam, disgusting way to drink tea. Mm-hmm. Taking the first bite of the, of, yeah, the sodden Tim Tam, it's like, that's not very nice. I'm just going to have a huge hit of sugar. Did you do it all in one? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So like the second bite, I was like, okay, you know, just a nice hit of chocolate. Right. Then the third one, I think maybe it starts to solidify again, perhaps. I was like, well, this is just pretty, pretty luxurious. I'm just going to full, full hit of just chocolate goodness. Okay, so it sounds like you went on a journey. Yeah. I didn't. I just got a mouthful of slop. Yeah, you, you had the Tim Tam bomb, maybe. You bombed it, whereas I uh, shotgunned it. I don't know. That was an experience, though. It was an experience. Um, getting attacked by a crocodile is an experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm struggling a bit. Uh, I want to be my authentic self, you know, mm-hmm. who's kind of laid back manly masculine man mm-hmm. who tells it like it is yeah you know yeah. kicking back in your bear costume having some tinnies with the guys exactly yeah you all had a hot sweaty day working cheek by jowl down the mine yeah for your protective australian leatherwear that's the version of me i'm i want to be I yeah want to, and you know i'm i and i think i'm succeeding for the most part but this is throwing me way off balance mm. like i need to be open to this authentically australian way of drinking tea in order to complete my yeah. my character but it just feels so wrong are you saying perhaps there's too much innovation no no it, it, it's me i'm the problem yeah i, I haven't quite got there yet. yeah you know I'm, I'm still on my journey i need to however strange this yeah. seems i still need to embrace it if we've learned one thing is that australians they are authentic they keep it real and they get down to the essence of you know what matters and what's good in life yeah with that authenticity so you're right the problem is almost definitely with you it's me yeah yeah i need to drink my tea through my biscuits now yeah that's how i be my authentic australian self i think also i'm kind of thinking about it, and i know initially i was worried that they'd just gone absolutely fucking free range and just you know rented something completely new actually you know what i think it is i think it's an iteration on dunking yes it's like more right. yeah it's a, like a more complete dunk like a dunk you know you might get a little bit of moisture clinging to the outside depending on the biscuit mm-hmm. that was complete absorption yeah i mean because i guess you know the question is why dunk why do you dunk what is it you're trying to achieve yeah. when you dunk a biscuit yeah is it is it to take the biscuit to another level to a different place and like that goes to an incredibly different place that was a transformation yeah that's possibly the most complete transformation of a biscuit we're talking metamorphosis yeah it's that extreme yeah i don't think we come across another biscuit which has done this incredible if australians the most authentic and real people on the earth eat these and love these and enjoy to slam their tim tams yeah and if you want to be like them which yeah you've got to do the same yeah and be like them by being the truest to myself. Yeah, by copying but, them. But, but innovate then is innov- like taking... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're authentic. I'm taking that concept and I'm building on it. Exactly, to, to create a new enhanced authenticity. All right, um, are you in a position to rate, like mentally? I'm going to give it a four. Okay. The texture of the biscuit on its own, I love. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's almost two different kinds of texture mm. both which i like combined to make something even better okay so more than some of its parts 
So, yeah, I right. think so. Okay, think so. okay. And so I'm going to give it a four because nothing's a five. Yeah, yeah. And we've yeah, never yeah. given a five before. Yeah. And I don't want to do point five stuff. That, the coward's way That's out. the coward's way. Yeah. And I'm not a coward. I'm a manly man. You're a manly I'm man. I'm a brave man who does brave things. Yeah. Like give single number scores. Crocodile Dundee doesn't deal with fractions. No. He doesn't de- deal with half points, half measures. Absolutely not, no. Well, I think I'm, I'm kind of like having like a bit of a psychic issue here like the old inward me mm-hmm. inward looking me yep. um in my pre-matt hancock days when i was just like you know encased in a ball of self-loathing until i learned to throw that off and just love myself regardless mm-hmm. of of how i've performed and the things i've done i'm probably getting like a two. Oh wow yeah because it's just like for me it was just so far removed from what i expect from a biscuit right so based on my past experience it was just too too different. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. But to fit into that sort of you know judging it against all the biscuit texture that I mm. expect, the biscuit was too fine. The creme was too thick and rich. Mm-hmm. The dunk was too extreme. Whereas you know, as we've established time and time again, biscuits in the traditional British sense are about mediocrity. Yes, above all else. Yeah, above all else. It's a terrible cage that you built for yourself. Yeah, exactly. But thankfully, mm-hmm. thanks to Matt Hancock, St. Joseph of Cupertino, um, and St. Lawrence as well, I'm breaking out of that cage. I'm now outward looking. Mm-hmm. It's 4.5. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because like it's a change, you know, I'm like breaking out of my cage. I'm thinking like a biscuit doesn't have to be what I thought it was before. We can go beyond, we can build, we can improve, do different. So, yeah, so I'm going for a 4.5. For the very factors, which you would get a two before, the finest of the biscuit, Mm -hmm. the the richness and thickness of the creme. The extreme dunkability yeah. for all those factors, it gets it gets a four point five. You're right. You know, you've got a choice there. You're at a crossroads. Yeah, yeah. It's like we can stay in our little boxes, stay inward looking, and be like, oh, I don't like. You know, it's not like it's not like the things I know. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Or we go to the new world, which is actually the oldest inhabited continent on the planet, and we like, hey, hey, mate. Yeah, there's all kinds of possibilities here. Maybe a biscuit doesn't have to be a really disappointing, over-sweetened, dried-out fucking sawdust. Mm-hmm. It can be rich. It can be exciting. You know, it can take on different forms. Yeah, that's right. It's, it is. It's taking on different forms because it's funny. Like you're talking about it being sophisticated. I'm talking about it being simple and fun. It's liquid. It's yeah. changing what it is, zigging when you zag. Yeah, it, yeah, you can't yeah. pin it down. That's how it stays on top, I suppose. I guess that's kind of authentic. Yeah, it's authentically mercurial. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> it's a deep biscuit. Okay. Well, um, yeah, let's uh let's let's move on then. This is I don't know whether it's because my blood sugar levels are spiking through the roof or it's just I'm kind of feeling a bit more Australian and but I'm feeling pretty warm now. I'm not. No. No, very, yeah. very cold. Yeah. Lips are kind of gone sort of bluish color. I wish there wasn't quite so much metal. It's quite cold against my skin. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like it would, it would help if I if I could picture crocodile Dundee. Does he wear like crocodile leather? Is that the thing? Like from the crocodiles he's killed maybe? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Because originally I thought, you know, obviously I thought that he was um, he was a crocodile. So I had like a full crocodile costume. Before. Oh, right. But then I actually watch some clips on youtube and know he's he's just kind of a leathery man were you able to return the crocodile costume no i've still got that but i'm hoping maybe in yeah. uh one of the future episodes we'll review a biscuit that has like a crocodile mask on mm, probably not uh did you spend a lot on it well yeah i did and actually yeah. i kind of annoyed with myself because I, I i did say that i was going to make my own costumes for for this yeah. season um and and the leather costume is that expensive too <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah right okay do you think you'll be able to take that back <laughs> 
Return it? Yeah, I imagine so. I don't see why that would be a problem. Yeah. I have the receipt. (laughs) Okay, well, coming up to the last section, the biscuitness, where we consider it's, you know, how does it align with the platonic ideal of a biscuit? Mm -hmm. But before then, we're going to see what other people think of Tim Tam. Yes, this is my favorite bit of the show. Everyone's favorite. The Amazon reviews. Yeah, they're all kind of like a similar thing. It's just people loving them. Well, I mean, that, yeah. that checks out. They're pretty great. So I'll, I'll read a few out. Um, so Tara S, uh, five stars, scrumptious. Oh. Um, yeah. Absolutely love these biscuits. They're like a thicker, tastier version of a penguin. Thicker and tastier. Good, good review, Tara. Um, so someone else, Andrew, uh, five stars again. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Is that all it says? Body of the review. Okay. Yum, yum, yum. Oh. This is a biscuit you can't stop eating. Uh, anyone who says they're like a penguin needs their head examined. Six people found this helpful. Is that because they are so obviously like a penguin that why would you even ask the question? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. the only logical yeah, takeaway yeah. there. Yeah, Angie is like, why, why are you wasting my time on these, you know, inane observations? <laughs> you know, say something interesting. Kelly Urker, five stars. Best ever, bracket, although I never got a bite. Wait, what? Well, I'm putting a five-star review on, even though I never even got to taste them. My 11-year-old son is mad about Australia at the moment, and for him, these are a must-have, even with a hefty price tag. He described them as being the best biscuits ever. When I questioned if they tasted like our penguin biscuits, he replied, no, mum, they're miles better. Future biscuit reviewer there, Mm. he knows his biscuits. Yeah. Also appreciate the long con there saying that he's really into Australia and that's why his mum should buy him a big pack of chocolate biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got a real, real fascination with Australia. <laughs> it's people, it's culture, it's yeah, history. Yeah. I can I see where he's coming from. I think I'm getting a bit obsessed with Australia as well. Yeah. It's land of opportunity. Yeah, that is what they say. I still don't know anything necessarily about Australia, but... If it's anything like these biscuits. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the people of Australia align themselves very closely with the Tim Tams. So I think this is yeah. this is as much a reflection of them as possibly the digestive is a reflection of the sorry state of the UK. Yeah. So I think that's fair uh, equivocation. I do have uh, a close friend who's Australian, but I never asked him about home or anything like that. So... I never got any information about yeah. the from him. I mean, why would you? I mean, you know, you stick to the normal topics of conversation between friends. Of, exactly. Have you watched anything good recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he tells me about some superhero show that he's watching. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so no then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, shake, shake hands and until next time. Yeah. Perfect interaction. Exactly. Uh, next one from Michelle, four stars. Uh, I was a bit disappointed in the biscuits personally. Oof. Okay, body of the review. I was a bit disappointed in biscuits personally. It is a long time since I've had a Tim Tam and I don't think they taste as good as they used to. But I didn't buy them for myself and the person I did buy them for loved them. Well, Michelle, once again, you've been blinded by the gloomy, gloomy rays of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, we've come across this issue before. We should come up with a name for it, really. Um, the biscuit fallacy. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I was going to say, no, let's not. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> but then you came up with a, a pretty good uh, name for Sounds it. Sounds official, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. The biscuit fallacy. Okay. Uh, last one from the UK. Uh, Helena McRae, three stars. Okay. Title of the review. Hmm. Uh. Body of the review. Also mentioned this to you before as well. I would not write home about them. I would prefer a penguin. Cheers, HMAC. Sorry, take me through that again. (laughs) How did that review start? Um, hmm. And then... Also mentioned this to you before as well. 
This is a very clever writing technique. I believe uh, David Mamet does this as well, where he'll kind of start a scene like halfway through a conversation. Right. So you're like, oh, right. Okay, I'm right yeah. into it, you know. This is, yeah, this is a very, very clever bit of writing, actually. She doesn't mention us by name in the review, does she? Uh, let me just read on a bit more. Um, I'm coming to get you, David. Uh, David, no, I think maybe we'll just report that one. Okay. Um, do you want to name number for police? <laughs> I call 999. Yeah, they'll you know call it. Right, okay. And just a quick note to our listeners if you have any experience with the biscuit fallacy, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can get in touch by contacting 999 and then asking them for our number. Yep, absolutely. They, I think they, they know us by name now, so you should be able to get the information pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the UK store. So yeah, lots of positive reviews actually, Great. Um, and not not a, not a huge defensive penguin bars either. I thought there might be a bit more. Um, so Australia, just fucking loads of people loving them. Mm-hmm. There's like not really much to say about it. Typical is example of of one of the more legible reviews mm-hmm. um, from Ex de Guara. Five stars, delicious. If you don't go for the Tim Tams, then mate, you're a complete fool. These little buggers are dang good. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that. You should do it in the accent. Oh, I did. Oh. Okay, um, good, good then. So yeah, it's not a huge amount to say on the reviews. So gone on social media to see what, you know, the great unwashed think of it. Um, <laughs> if, if such an important biscuit, quite a low, low, low-key presence on there. They have an official Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, the company, you know, I know it's, you know, kind of tough times all around right now. Revenue's down, your profit margin's getting squeezed. If you're looking for some overheads to cut, social media team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely really, that bad. shit. Um, so the Tim Tam account is just, <laughs> so like the top four tweets. So they got one from 2016, um, and it's a retweet. Um, so this is, this is their fourth most recent tweet on the official Tim Tam account. Right. It's from 2016 and it's a retweet of, uh, some fella called Hugh Jackman. Um, he's got blue tick. Probably bought it, right? Yeah. You can do that these days. Yeah. Can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it just says my life is complete. Tim Tam U.S in nyc and he's holding some tim tams this is from march 31st and this is also a retweet actually from the vegemite account and vegemite is an australian version of marmite for those not familiar again taking an idea maybe building on maybe it. perhaps we'll have started international worldwide global yeast-based product <laughs> review show yep it may just be those two uh so this is saying introducing tim tam's newest flavor tim tam vegemite Two iconic Aussie favorites come together to create one mighty delicious biscuit. Um, and the date of that is March the 31st. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Which. That is, that is too you, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you're in Australia, that's coming up April 1st and you're like, ah, oh, you almost got me, uh, you bloody little rippers. I would genuinely enjoy that. I love my mate too. Yeah. I've never had veggie, mate, but I assume it's the better. same, the same but better. Yeah. So then we, we we jump forwards, and this is their most recent tweet from October twenty sixth, twenty twenty two, and it says, "It's me, hi at Taylor Swift," and it's the cover of Taylor Swift's latest album, and it says, "Midnight Snack," and she's holding a Tim Tam. They've clearly gone to like a fair amount of effort to kind of get the album and photoshop a tim tam in and and do this and they felt like they they should you know this was worth coming out of hibernation for because mm-hmm. they don't tweet very often and that effort got a grand total of one retweet and seven likes and a lawsuit and, and a lawsuit yeah so yeah great great job social media team like i said uh, head office you're looking to uh, do a bit of streamlining a bit of right sizing what's the um penguin twitter like oh good question good question david Okay, so the uh, Penguin Twitter account uh, doesn't exist. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm criticizing the Tim Tam social media team, but at least they've got one. They're at the cutting edge. Exactly. Yeah. They're doing one tweet roughly every 18 months, I think. One tweet more than Penguin is exactly. doing. Exactly. When your competition is that shit, you don't really have to try very hard. So they just, oh, I just want to go back. So this is their third most recent tweet, and this is from uh, June 2020. And it says, good day, Boris Johnson. We heard you're keen for some more Tim Tam bickies Ugh. over your way. We've whipped up a few flavor ideas that we reckon you Brits will love. Winking smiley face. Hashtag there is no substitute. Tim Tam bangers and mash. Mm -hmm. Tim Tam scotch egg. Tim Tam fish and chips. And Tim Tam scones and cream. I guess they're sort of playfully poking fun at Well, yeah, and I was like, what's going on? Why have they... So that was June 2020. like, And they've clearly gone to some effort. We'll retweet this on the IGWBR p account okay we could, do it, we could do it from our account as well because <laughs> uh, they could do with the retweets as well the social media team and then you know they quite gone to quite a lot of effort to mock up those fake tim tam packets yeah they have and i was like what the fuck's going on like i don't remember anything about tim tams in the news so i did a little bit of digging and uh tim tams um have a connection to brexit <laughs> Because it all comes back to Brexit oh, all the time. Boy. Okay, all right. So this is from 17th of June, 2020. So oh, uh, Tim Towns were just uh, 24 hours behind the actual news. Um, good job, guys. And this is uh, Boris Johnson uh, talking about an Australian trade deal that the UK was, was pursuing at the time. Think of the potential that we have. Uh, I want a world in which uh, we send you Marmite, you send us Vegemite, we send you Penguins, and uh, you send us, uh, with reduced tariffs, these wonderful Arnott's Tim Tams. How long can the British people be deprived of the opportunity to uh, have uh, Arnott's Tim Tams at uh, a reasonable price? Oh, man, that damn voice. Yeah, I know, exactly. The fucking delivery as well just really, really cuts right through you. Oh, God. A bit of a blast in the past, not a pleasant one. A bit like acid reflux or something. But I was like, okay, well, there'd be a fucking improvement for the UK that if we could get Tim Tams and have those instead of penguins. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, the Australia-United Kingdom free trade agreement was signed on the 21st of December, 2021. Um, so great, go Brexit, got a deal. Um, so have we got these produced price Tim Tams? Fuck no. These cost me upwards <laughs> of £3.50. Have Australians got penguin bars? Who fucking cares? You don't want them. <laughs> It'd be a downgrade. No one wants fucking penguin bars. You can't yeah. trade penguin bars with Australia because yeah. they're, they're shit. There's, there's, like, no, there's no escape. I know. There's but, no but, escape. No, there is, there is an escape. There is an escape. It's on like a six-month boat to Australia. That's that's the fucking escape, <laughs> okay. okay? Is this what it's come to? That's your option, David. It's the, it's the UK of penguin bars or it's the sunny Australian oldest and flattest continent, inhabited continent, or Australia, and they're tin tans. What do you want? I do want to be my true, authentic, brave self. This guy that, that tells it like it is. You yeah. Know, but uh, maybe, maybe the thing is, because we don't know enough about Australia, we don't know who to be inspired by. Because we're talking about you need right. to iterate, you need to build on. So when you've got Crocodile and Dundee, Doing a great job with that. You've got you've got the leather. Mm-hmm. You've got the chafing. I've got that kind of rustic charm, mm-hmm. that sort of mythical quality. I'm not worried about all that PC culture yeah. stuff that people are worried about nowadays. That that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I just say I just speak my mind, 
And, you know, if you're offended, that's your problem. Yeah, but I think what will help us both kind of, you know, adapt and assimilate and then iterate and improve mm-hmm. on our kind of new Australian yeah, affinity. Yeah, authentically. Exactly, yeah. I think we need some more kind of Australians to influence us because as right. we acknowledge, we, we, we are a bit ignorant of, uh, of Australia and it's, it's kind of it's famous people. So I'm actually, because I don't know where to start with this, mm-hmm. um, so I'm actually going to turn to our, our trusty old friend, uh, ChatGPT. ChatGPT, of course. Of course. I've missed you, ChatGPT. How are you? What have you been up to? As an AI language model, I don't have personal experiences or emotions, but I'm always here and ready to help you with any questions or tasks you may have. Thank you for asking. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, good to good to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're uh, we're we're basically going to move to Australia and become naturalized Australians and then enjoy the authentic, um, happy, optimistic, outward-looking way of life. Um, but we need a bit of inspiration. Um, so uh, could you tell us just who are the five most famous Australians yeah. right now? As an AI language model, I don't have access to real-time information on who is currently the most famous. However, based on their recent achievements and popularity, here are five Australians who are widely recognized and celebrated. Hugh Jackman, Chris Hemsworth, Naomi Watts, Nicole Kidman, Tim Minchin. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool list. Any, um, any of those ringing any bells? Um, no. Um, let's find out what they do. Yeah. Whatever they do, they're going to be Australian, right? They're going to be tough. They're going to be rugged. Yeah. Tell it like it is. Yeah. Authentic. Yeah. Let's find out. They have achieved notoriety in a number of fields, but are best known as actors. Wait. Actors. Mm. David. Mm-hmm. D- David. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, um, you know, you know what actors do, don't you? Yeah. I know what they do. They're professional liars. They lie for a living. They pretend. They're not telling it like it is. They're not. David, they're not authentic. Maybe, maybe, maybe the, the Tim Tam lady. Maybe she's someone we, we, we can look to. The spokesperson for, for Tim Tam. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Uh, chat, chat, GPT. Um, uh, Kate Blanchett. Tell us, what, what, what else does she go on to do? Kate Blanchett is a highly acclaimed Australian actress who is widely recognized for her versatile performances. Jeez. <sighs> the veil has just been ripped away and I just feel like it's such a bloody fool. I feel like a fraud. I feel like, like a right old... Dingo. I knew deep down. I knew there was a voice. There was a voice, and it was saying, "David, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you dressed like that? Why are you talking in that Australian accent for this whole episode? How how can you possibly be your authentic self if you're copying, performing someone else? That's what I'm doing. I'm performing. I'm a I'm a I'm a bloody actor. Oh God, no! I am. I am because I'm not. I'm not being me. I'm being Crocodile Dundee, and I'm I'm not. Crocodile Dundee. I'm not a spiritual outback man. I'm not a manly man. Yeah. I don't tell it like it is. I, I, I hide. I, yeah. I keep it all in. I don't have rugged charm. If anything, I'm I'm generally unpleasant to be around for long periods of time. And I probably saw like a good time to point out that some of the areas where it's chafing has started bleeding now as well. I really think this costume is not good for you. I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of leaning into that. Oh, okay. A little bit. I'm coming back around on the costume. At this oh, point. oh, okay, but, okay. But everything else, the the concept. The character, this trying to be someone who I'm not. I'm d- <laughs> what am I doing? You know what? You're David. You're British. It's raining outside. You know what we have to do, don't you? Murder suicide. Um, no. Put put a pin in that. Okay. Right. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe it. Okay, uh, listeners, I can report right now. David Knight has just produced a bar, nay, a strip of penguin bars 
of um, a seven in the pack, I believe. Um, they're individually wrapped. He's passing one across the table. Okay, I've, I've got it. Um, I'm going to read the, the, the joke on the back. What is a, 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 a penguin's favorite film? Um, it, the answer is Frozen. That's a timeless joke. That'll still be funny in, in 30 years' time, that one. Why was the penguin popular? I don't know. Because he was a nice guy. Also a funny joke. Okay. Do you um, have a, what's your penguin doing on the on the front? He's got a jukebox and he's got a, a gold chain and a backward cap. I think he's a cool guy. And there's uh, there's another guy, I think, breakdancing. My penguin has a forward cap and a backpack, um, but he's doing a sick flip on a skateboard. Cool. That's, that's, that says biscuits to me. That says biscuits to me. Okay. So that's, that's not just a complete hodgepodge of strange iconography, which has no relevance and is clearly just a desperate brand trying to stay relevant. Uh, which, you know, as, as a British person, I can't relate to. Okay, let's just... Oh, my God. i tell you what that is. That is disgusting. Just, oh, God, it sticks around as well. The taste just sticks around. It's dry. It's pretty flavourless. You're not getting a lot of chocolate. No, I just can't get rid of the taste either. I mean, on a taste, that's a that's that's a one. Texture, what do you reckon on texture? A uh, one. Yeah, I'd say I'd agree that the biscuit is, is crumbly, but like in a horrible dry way. Like imagine like dried out woods, like rotten wood, which is dried. Yeah. Um, Quite bitty. There's yeah. a lot of bits in my mouth and kind of at the back of my throat. Yeah. It tastes like fake chocolate, like chocolate powder. It does, it, yeah. Know? It does not taste like real chocolate. It is surprisingly artificial. <sighs> this feels right, doesn't this feels, it? This feels so much more comfortable. I'm so much more comfortable now. So, for the penguin, biscuitness? I mean, there's just no no, no joy in it. It's, it's, it's an absolute mess from the packaging, mm. the inside, like the crown looks grey. The biscuit looks great. Um, didn't really want it, but I've got another seven in the cupboard, so I'll eat those as well. And yeah. I'll probably buy some more as well because, you know, what else am I going to buy? Yeah. There can only be one score. Five. Five. You've been listening to the International Worldwide Global Biscuit Review Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. You can also support the International Worldwide Global Biscuit Review Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. I'm David Price, he's David Knight, and we'll be back next month to review Jammy Dodgers. And remember, hope is not dead. Have a great month. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.